Welcome to the Novel Universe with Dawn and Ashley. We are doing this during the quarantine, and so Ashley and I are not in the same room, so we have decided to just do this live so that Dawn doesn't have to edit. Um, I apologize if there are any dead air situations because we are doing this live. Um, and today we're going to be discussing The Witcher, which is point five, The Last Wish, and the fifth season by N.K. Jemisin from the Broken series, the Broken Earth series, sorry, and that's book one. Um, there will be spoilers, and we will say this is a spoiler. Um, during the archive, though, we will, I will have in the show notes where the spoilers occur so that you can stop listening if you want to. So right now we are just waiting for Ashley to call in and thank you for joining us. I hope everybody is having a safe quarantine and that they are staying inside so that we can get back to hopefully what where we were before the quarantine started. All right, Ashley's about to call in and we will begin. Hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon to you too. <laughs> How have you been? Doing okay. You know, just surviving our coronation, you guys. Coronation. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I do. You gotta make light of it, man. I'm trying here, so yeah. this is what we're doing. <laughs> All right. So Ashley and I are in Illinois, which has been a stay inside state for like three weeks now so mm -hmm. yeah we've been home we've been at home for like three weeks it's terrible um, yeah we're getting so much done are you working no i actually am all oh, that's why i said coronation everyone over here <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of housework and stuff like that so yeah. and reading when i can read because i have two-year-olds so <laughs> yeah what are you doing there's noise in the background are you shucking Nothing. corn? What's happening? No, I have papers. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a microphone? Yes. Yeah, that's probably why. Like microphones are really sensitive. So if you hear talking in the background or like noise, like my microphone is really sensitive. It's probably my very noisy neighbors. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. We are doing The Witcher first, The Last Wish. And we saw the series back when it came out on Netflix. And so then we decided that we wanted to read the books, um, okay. not knowing that it started with a 0.5, then a 0.75. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's a, it, I read the wrong book first, too, you guys, because there is something that says book one, and book one is not it. It's 0.5. Yeah. And then... <laughs> What's the second one called? The Sword the sword of Destiny? Sword of Destiny. And then it's Wait, the Blood of the Elves. All right. So, yeah, you got to go in that order. Don't start mm -hmm. with the Blood of the Elves. I mean, nope. I guess technically you could. I no. You can't? There's, I mean, you could if you didn't know what was happening. But it all relates back to um, Geralt and Ciri and, like, a bunch of other key players that are not mentioned before. Like, if you don't know where they're going and why they're there, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. And, all like, right. Jennifer is, like, in and out and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into The Last Wish. Um, it was not what I was expecting. I know the Netflix show is based on The Last Wish. So, I mean, it was not too different, but... So this is spoilers, you guys. We're doing spoilers, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, we have to because I don't think there's any other way to talk no, about it. <laughs> we totally can't. Mm -mm. No. Um, some of the stories in the book were not in the show, which I think was a bummer. Um, the one, the very first one, the Beauty and the Beast one, is that the first one? Yeah. Or the one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen that because I think the monster in that one was really cool. I would have liked to. Have oh seen my gosh! Yeah, which is the grain of truth, right? Is that the one? Or is it the story of the witch? Because there's five or no, six different 
um, like stories within The Last Witch, Wish itself. Um, and I think that's what it's called, A Grain of Truth. I think that's what it is. I don't have my book in front the of me. The title of the story. Yeah, because, yeah, it's A Grain of Truth, which is like the representation of like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that one. Yeah. So I that like- is a very interesting story in itself, and that it wasn't was. on the show. No. Um, which is terrible. I think it kind of set up because I was like, oh, this sounds like Beauty and the Beast. Like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Is Beauty and the Beast a grim tale or is that a. Uh, it, I think there is a version of a grim tale. Okay. But it is, I think people are more or less immersed in the Disney one. Yeah. Grim tale. So I did, I did catch that it was Beauty and the Beast. I'm not a big Disney person guy, so, um, but I do know the grim stories. Um, so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like, of course he's, the author is not going to be like, Hey guys, it's Beauty and the Beast. Heads up. He, you kind of mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is Beauty and the Beast. And it kind of <laughs> set up <laughs> the other so were also mm-hmm. fantasy stories or, um, Grimm's tales. And I was oh, yeah. like, this is freaking amazing. Like I was shocked. I was not expecting that at all. And it was a, a wonderful no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I think this this book in itself. I wish there were a couple of these stories that were not in there, which is like where you kind of get like what Geralt of Rivere is. Like, why? How did he become a Witcher? What does that entail? Like, this all kind of the first one, The Witcher, really introduces him quite well. Yeah, and I was um, when we watched. Um, Ashley, and I have a little group of friends where we get together and watch TV and stuff and read the book. <laughs> Um, but I don't know if you heard me and Elise and Alyssa talking, but in this book, they say that he was a child of surprise, which is he not is a child of surprise. It's not. No, show, it's right? not. I think it's going to be revealed later on because yeah. at the same time, like, like that's why it's coincidence that like he's a child of surprise. And so is Siri. And like, there's like, it's fate destined like to be together and yeah. it like doesn't happen in a millennia, I think it is, like, to have a child of surprise is, like, very rare for mm-hmm. them to then be an owner of a child surprise. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that was, I read that, and I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because his mom was, in the show, we found out his mom was a sorcerer, and we know they can't have babies because they rip out your, your uterus. So yep. I'm like, well, how did she have a baby then? Well, there you go. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. And that's why she gives him up to then become, like, a part of this witcher, like, coven, you know, where he gets trained to become a witcher. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, which of these stories was your, was one of your favorites? Because it goes through, like, the Striga, and then you meet Dandelion, which is, um, what's his name from the show? Yes, Gear. Yeah. Yes, Gear. <laughs> and... I know that their whole like bromance relationship is amazing. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, my favorite was I don't know the names of the chapters because once again I don't have my book in front of me. But my favorite was the Renfrey one. Like she's great in the book. She's even better in the book, but she's great in the show. Mm-hmm. And um, and once again she was Snow White in the Seven Dwarfs. So I love the way how he weaved all of that in. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's, she's uh, yeah she's she's that one is part of the lesser evil, which okay. is where Geralt has to decide like what is the lesser evil, basically, mm-hmm. and like how to take out someone. So like this wizard that comes upon him and is like, you need to kill this person for me because she's possessed and she's part of uh, all the daughters that were born on the moon or whatever. And so of course Geralt falls in love with her, has sex with her, and then he has to kill her. Yeah, it's a very terrible story. Really tragic. It's yeah. really terrible. I mean, her story, just her story in itself. And and I, I'm not quite sure if the book answers the question of was she really this cursed girl born during the eclipse or not? I don't think they truly answer that question. I'm, I'm believing that she wasn't. It was just circumstances, coincidences. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, the stepmom wanted her out of the picture so her kids could, like, rule or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, her whole story was just so tragic. 
She was a great I love Renfrey. She's my favorite. Yeah, she, <laughs> she keeps popping up. And it's like, was he truly, like, in love with her? Because she is something that is, like, forever, like, imprinted on his heart. And they're not supposed to have feelings or feel love, these witchers, at all. Yeah. While we were watching the show, Elisa and Alyssa and I were talking about how uh, Geralt seems to fall for these tragic women, like Yennefer mm -hmm. and Renfrey, these women who have just you know, they had lost control over their life somehow. And, you know, just these, which I think is pretty good, pretty good writing where he's kind oh, of yeah. in the women that he falls for. Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I he's like got a pattern. He likes broken women. He, he does indeed. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And then the, what was the next one that was after that? There's, um, was it the elf the, one next? The edge of the world, the innocent looking girl didn't end up with being with a monster or whatever. Um, which one is that one? Do, do. Uh, I don't know that one. Wasn't that a brief one though? It is because I mean dandelion's like a part of that one. So that's the only reason why I remember it. Um well, let's talk about the one with the striga because that's a big one in the show. Yeah, that is different. That's the voice of reason. Is that what it is? I don't know. No, no, it's the Witcher because the little, yeah. So that's where you get in an insight into like who the Witcher actually is. Is with this striga that he has to then basically rid this kingdom of which she is a child that was cursed because the the mage or whatever right was he that, mage or was he the the hand of the no, king yeah no he was a uh oh my goodness i forget i forget his actual title but he was in love with the princess and he was not happy that the princess and the prince were having an affair together with each other and didn't think anyone would find out. So he got unhappy and got a curse from, okay. um, from someone, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone thinks it was, uh, what's her name? Tassila? What's her Tissaia. name? Tissaia. Tissaia. I think it might've been Tissaia. Yeah. Because you flash, you flash back to her in this circle of them as, a young prince and princess like on the show and you see to say a like monitoring their relationship because mm -hmm. you can see that the, the soon to be king is like antagonizing his sister. I think she totally sent, sent the curse to that guy. I, re I really do. <laughs> what, but I wonder why, like why, why would she do that? I don't, I don't know. know. To say it has her own agenda. Yeah. There really are. No she truly does. Why she would do that. Hopefully it comes up again, but yeah. Well, and like their magic has no rules. Like it's free to basically do whatever. Like it's not like there's a rule that you can't give a curse out. Yeah, but why I mean? would she target that nation? Like why would she want that baby cursed? I don't. I don't know. Do that. She's I, know. I think a great like a sympathetic woman, you know, she's hard on her subjects because she loves them. So she comes across as a really good person. And this is just going to like make her into a total villain. Mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all for it, but I'm just curious as to, and this is all speculation. We don't know if it was really to say, no, we're just making it up. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have no idea, but yeah, that, that was probably the most well done episode on this show was oh, yeah. the Stringer one. Oh my gosh. It was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. That this beast literally is born from a from a curse and has to like crawl back into her mom's like coffin every night and like be next to her. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. <laughs> Um, so, and then the very last one was also yeah. in the show. Whatever the last was. wish. The last wish. The yeah. Um, mm -hmm. there were some there were some differences, not too much, but I think the biggest difference was does he does he 
say what his last wish was in the book or no? Because he doesn't in the show. No, I think, but I think the last wish was for, because he was trying to get sleep. Don't you remember that? He just wanted some good night's rest. But that's not it. Like he, he made a wish so that him and Yennefer are tied together always. That was part mm -hmm. of his last wish. But I don't think yeah. you, as the reader or viewer know exactly what his last wish was. No, because it, it, like, it was played out that it was just because he was so exhausted from everything that he was doing. So that's what he would wish for is a good night's sleep. But at the, I, I think he wished not to be alone, to be honest, because Ooh, to be okay. to be a witcher is a lonely lifestyle. I mean, yeah. you you go back to, um, you know, the tour or whatever it is, and there's only, like, a handful of them left. Like, they're dying out. So I think for him, that that's my speculation, is so he wouldn't be alone because he knew that Yennefer is also alone. Because she's a mage and she's also given up her one thing in life, which is to have children, to be able to bring life back into this world, to continue on like a family line. And I think he knew that deep down, that she also did not want to be alone. So I think he bound himself to her in some way. That's a that's a good theory. I didn't think I was thinking a little bit more specific to her, but for it to be just a general wish to not be alone is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with yeah. that. I'm that. I think that that's I, I think that that's what it is, but that's just because I like a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but Geralt is a, he's an odd coin because, like I said, everyone thinks that they, like, they don't have emotion and they're not supposed to love and have feelings. And, like, when you're watching him as a character, like, he totally does have feelings and he has emotions and he feels grief and he feels love and sympathy. Like, it's just a myth made up. And then that goes along with like how were stories told back in the day while they were sung, you know, around a campfire. Like that's how like people gained these important names and became legends were singing around a campfire or in a restaurant or in a pub or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's however that story got twisted. Yeah. And they it, don't feel anything. Yeah. They do make a point in the show. I'm not sure if they make it in the book. But Yaskir was changing the legend, and Gerald was like, that's not how it happened. He was like, eh, much better. So, you know, people yep. are probably changing the song. As oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I think this was exciting to me because I do not read a lot of adult fiction um, just because I've always been so immersed in, like, a YA world that reading something, like... The last wish I was like, oh, this this is excellent. This is weird, but it's excellent at the same time. And it has that very um like Tolkien like story style, you know. Um there's all these mythical creatures and there's this balance and all this other stuff. Um, but it's quite fast pacing. Because yeah. the story yeah. because the stories that, that are told, it's almost like a like, oh, here is this first adventure, and then there was this adventure. It's not in is it in chronicle chronological order? The way I, the stories are told? I don't think they are. I think they are because he's going to that place to like rest and he keeps well no, I'm lying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I was like, I, I wonder if like they're just like pieced together because that's how the author chose to piece them together. Because of the storyline, if if you guys have ever seen The Witcher, it is told in three different storylines that are, like, separated by decades. And as you're watching the show, like, you think that everything like this is happening all at the same time, and it's not. It's on a different time frame. Which you and I were like, oh, dear God, now we understand what's happening as we're yeah. watching the show. <laughs> that was a big revelation. I don't know. I think that the author wrote the series and then he went back and did the last wish as short stories just to kind of give a little bit more information into their backstories. So yeah, you know, that's how YA does it. They, they a a point in their series and then they're like, Oh, let me write a prequel and then let mm -hmm. me get the series. So I think that may, so it may not be in any order. It might just be, well, here's more information on Renfrey's story, just in case I didn't give you enough in the original story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But what would you, what did you not like about the book? If you had to 
give anything you did not like? The only thing I say I didn't like, and it wasn't because it was the book's fault. I think it's just because I watched the show first. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really into the, uh, what, where was he at? While he was taking refuge, um, whatever that was called, and the gods um, that they worship. Wasn't that the god that old girl worships? The one that was in the... Yeah. The, um... I forget the name of, like, where he was trying to take refuge. Oh. Yeah. What's, um, what was the name of the goddess that was with the Striga episode? Even though she's not in the book. Um, I can't oh, remember. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? The Byron Yes. Yeah. At one yes. point, she names her her goddess's name, and I'm like, "Is that where he was?" That's the only thing I didn't like. It, it kept like going back to that, and he kept talking to Iona or whatever her name was. Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that, but I'm thinking maybe it'll come clear as because the book starts off, or the second chapter in the book jumps to that, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I know I you're like, "Who is this lady he's talking to?" Yeah. So and she's like thing. taking care of him and like, oh, you're getting, you know, reckless or, oh, you're getting tired. Like yeah, she kept she pointing out how tired he was becoming. And I yeah. was like, that's interesting. She and kept trying to oh. hypnotize him and yeah. let him get into his head. And I know it's important. I just don't know why. And it wasn't made clear by the end of the book, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So, and then the whole, the other nation was coming in and they were like, we want you to leave. And the goddess was just like, no, he's my guest. And he, they're like, yep. no, I'm going to fight you. I'm like, what is this? I know. No one's going to come up again. But yeah. I wasn't, I'm just like, eh, I was kind of half paying attention. But I know that's to my detriment of not mm -hmm. paying attention to that. Well, and I think it's because we didn't understand that she was such a major character. Because yeah. you and I had watched the show first. And she's not in the show at all. No. So it's like. I didn't see her as someone to remember, and that was my bad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that was my bad. So maybe, hopefully, in the Sword of Destiny, which is the next, what, point seven five book, like, <laughs> we'll figure out more of her story and how she either stays with him or she leaves. You know, because obviously he gets away from her somehow. Not that she's a bad person, but she does seem like she's trying to manipulate him in some way. So. Interesting okay it's interesting yeah no that was my i think i'd have to agree with you that was my only problem with the with this book was i was like who is this lady because anytime like a character is introduced to me and then their story just kind of falls off the face of the earth i'm like well do i need to remember that person do i not need to remember that person i don't know you haven't given me else on here other than yeah. they're involved in some way um depending on the author like if it's like yeah. this guy, I am inclined to believe that she is important, but some mm -hmm. other YA lame ass fantasy author, I ain't, I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, she is, she is important. I will probably have to go back and reread her chapters again, but that's mm -hmm. fine. Yep. All right. So that was our discussion of the last wish, which is 0.5 in the Witcher series. What would you rate it? I would give, I think I gave it a five. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I think it was great. Yeah, it was great. Only because it actually, like, for the first time it kept my, kept my attention. Because I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm excited. You know, would I have rated it the same thing that I rated it if I wouldn't have watched the show? I think I would. Just because it was like, ha, huh, this is all new and exciting. I'm kind of glad I watched the show first and read the book after, which I usually don't like to do because mm -hmm. if I had read the book and would have been excited for all the retelling, fantasy retelling, fairy tale yep. retelling, and it didn't happen in the show, I would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they so were like, like oh, it was no. a nice surprise. So I was like, oh, this is okay. It was a surprise yeah. when I read the book after seeing the show. So, mm -hmm. yep. And you were okay with like the, like the little story that was like left out, even though like, we always want to see it because we read the books and then to see it as an adaptation into a movie, you always want to have everything in there and that just doesn't yeah. happen due to time. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't have fit in the show. It no, been, it would not have. No. So I, I understand why. Yeah. But, yeah. 100%. So yeah, that was our review of The Last Wish. All I'm right. not even going to say his last, last, Sapkowski. Oh, Sapkowski? No. <laughs> I don't even have it in front of me, man. I don't even know. 
All right, let's get into the fifth season, which is book one of the Broken Earth series by N.K. Jemisin. Um, I've been wanting to get more into adult fantasy, and I don't know if I kind of made Ashley too. I don't know if you're trying to get into more adult fantasy. I am. I am. I'm trying so hard, girlfriend. <laughs> and I, I think I'm a similar reader to you. Like, I don't care about plot-driven um, yep. stories. I don't like action on the page. I find it awful, actually. I actually hate it. I prefer a character or a world-driven book. And so mm -hmm. I, I am finding, as this is like the, probably the fourth adult fantasy I've read, The Witcher being one of them, um, Game of Thrones being one of them, this one, and I read The Assassin's Apprentice, just the first book. Adult fantasy mm -hmm. does tend to see to be very world and character driven. And so I'm really enjoying that a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just a new dynamic for me because I, def I definitely am like, I, I like something that's more like ready, set, go. And adult fiction does not do ready, set, go. It is like, let me, let me just plot out this whole entire setting for you and all of these people. And then the story starts. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be, you're going to have to get used to that. Because you're I know. I don't like it. Train your brain. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I lied. I've read more adult fantasy and science fiction than this. I Now that I think about it. And they do kind of either drop you into the story mm -hmm. or it is very slow. And I, I'm okay with that. I would, I, I prefer it now. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So mm -hmm. before we get into the spoiler free edition of the fifth season, I read, I didn't, I, I listened to the audio book or as Ashley read the book. And oh, so. It was so rough. It was I, so rough. <laughs> I know how to pronounce everything. So do you want me to go through and pronounce all the words for you? That you are, go are, right are. ahead because okay. I'm just like, I'm going to butcher this so bad. I, know, I, I can say their names, but all of these other terms, oh yeah. my goodness. And she does not give you a way to pronunciate them in the book. There's just a glossary. No, she does not. And, and you have to just do your best. Yep with it so do you go want ahead. to i think it'll be fun to see how you pronounced it let's do that okay okay which, and then which one version just pick one and i'll tell you okay I'll tell you the one. so the people who basically have the powers are called orogenes origins origins origin mm. yeah okay well it's spelled o-r-o <laughs> it's just origin origins okay um and then what was another one I had? Uh, Sinet? No. Sinite? Cyanite. Cyanite. It sounds yeah. like a stone. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. And Isun? Isun is the other lady, right? Yeah. Yep, that's her name. Oh. Isun? Oh, I Isun. Oh, Bart. Come on. <laughs> I can't even get one name. One name. You I'm so excited. You have time. What's more? <laughs> Keep going. Um, Hoya, right? Hoa. Dark crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're just enjoying this. I am. Okay, who's a couple other characters? Oh, Alabaster. Okay, I can yeah, do that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tonky. Right? Yeah. Mm hmm And Anon. Anon? Yeah. Yeah, I did that one right too. Okay, yeah. I got all the characters for you. Ta-da! <laughs> What about the town that we are in when in the oh, first part? The Empire, the Sans Sansies, Sansies. The Sansa, yeah. The Sansies and no, Empire. But the town that starts with a Y. Oh. The country. Oh no. No Don. No. <laughs> the Minix? Uh, Minix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the little thing that's on the back of their neck, how they sense it, the S word. Uh, yep, I, I got nothing. You Sepapine. wait. Sen. Pine. Yeah. Well, excuse you. That's <laughs> all I have to say. <laughs> and then Jija is her husband. And yeah, I think the rest of them were pretty. 
Oh, well, that's a genius, though. I must say how she pronounces the origin people because it's, I mean, that's just a, a ploy for the fact that there's different races of them. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. She's a smart cookie. This author is quite smart, though, with how she how yeah, she, she worded everything. I was like, oh, girl, all your underlying tones here. Get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, let's start with what we did not like. Oh, the pacing. (laughs) For me, I just, I really had to sit down and like block time out where I was like, okay, you're going to read 45 pages. Okay. Okay. And you're going to sit here and do it. Like it was such a struggle. I know how some books it's like, okay, give it 50 pages, give it a hundred pages. It took me 224 pages to finally go, oh okay because it's told through like three different perspectives and their stories do not twine in together at all at first and so you're like I don't don't understand who's talking why do I care you know and one person is told through the third person so I think for me I was like who who is this person why why are you referring to yourself this way Mm -hmm. um so, but I think it was a choice as to like why she chose to write it that way, a hundred and ten percent. So, and it is not, it is not a happily ever after story. I will say that. No. It is a it is a hard read, but a good read, but a hard read. Yeah. I think I was still in Witcher brain, and I'm like, okay, are we in different timelines here? Yeah. Or yep yep. <laughs> I tend to do that. Like whatever book I read before the the next, you know, the book I'm currently reading, I kind of like think the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I I was like, is this a different timeline? And then I was trying to figure out. Okay, so they blew up Yaminix here. <laughs> this is where Issa is because she felt it. So this isn't here happening now. And then they don't really reference it in um, the Maya's chapter. Like I was really trying to figure it all out and I I didn't I was enjoying it I didn't mind the pacing actually I thought it was fine my only dislike was I felt the world was I I don't know if it's just because I'm so used to reading YA fantasy where like the whole world is info dumped in chapter one but in this book she doesn't really explain the world even at the end of the book you're still kind of like what you don't get a sense of the world at all in the first book mm-hmm. and I'm so used well, to doing exactly that I it was a little tough for me to get over that well and like even in reference to like what the fifth season is itself like yes. the book does not go into all of these different um I would say catastrophic uh events that have happened to shape this world you just kind of have to assume that things have happened these natural disasters that have clearly wiped off half of the world or almost all of the world. And then it's rebuilt again. And you're like, there, there was not a lot of um, innuendos towards that. And that for me was hard to follow because I was like, Oh, it's a new world. I love worlds. I do. Um, But the fact that it was a lot of guessing and putting your own world together that was hard for me to follow because I was like, okay, am I in the same timeline like you were saying? Or are we different? Is this going to come back together? Do these people even meet each other? Or, the, you know, like yeah. all of these questions that it took a while for those to get answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. It does It does explain why towards the very, 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 very end. We won't the say very end. Forward. The last freaking <laughs> word. It's the last freaking word in the whole book. We won't say mm-hmm. what that is. We'll save it to the spoiler edition. But and then it all kind of was like, oh, well, uh-huh. there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I kept trying to guess who the first person was that, like, in the prologue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is the the stone eater and the person that destroyed the world and why and all this stuff. And you don't really find out. Once again, you don't even yeah. find out until book two. I don't think. No, because I even asked you, I was like, do they still talk about this or does this get figured out? Because you, you read Obsidian, what is it? Obsidian Gate? Oh, good Lord. Uh Uh-huh. Obelisk. Obelisk Gate. Obelisk Gate. Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot of things left on. Oh, a lot. 
unanswered. Unsolved, unanswered. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's the only so. thing that I did not like. And it, it, we just left with more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like. I got like two questions it. answered. That yeah. was it. And you I was like. Point and you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're trucking along. And then all of a sudden she just, she just put something Dumps. else there on you. And you're like, yeah. oh man. And then she doesn't answer that. And then you're nope. like, okay, well, I think I have an idea. And then here comes something else. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Like it just kept coming, yes. and coming and coming. And once again, my YA fantasy brain could not handle that. <laughs> no, I couldn't either. And I think that that's why I literally was just like up late at night reading this book. And I'm like, oh. I hate everything. I hate all of what's happening. Nothing is getting answered. I'm not connecting to any of these characters. Like, just, I was really having a rough time. It was terrible. You should have told me. I, I was having a rough time. No, because I wanted, and I didn't um, do any, like, like reading a synopsis of the story beforehand. So I think that might have also been my issue is because I went in cold turkey not knowing what to expect when I read yeah. this book. I didn't either. And at some point of the book, because I, I listened to it, I listened to it, most of it at work. And usually I can, like, um, I can multitask, but mm -hmm. I could not. I had no. to not do anything. So I was sitting at the reference desk just listening. I wasn't on my <laughs> I wasn't making any crafts. I would just sit and listen at the reference desk because I couldn't do anything at the same time because I would not understand it. And so at one mm -hmm. point, I was so confused. I had to go and find a chapter by chapter synopsis, something that wouldn't spoil it for me. And after, yeah. and that was probably like midway through. And after I did that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting it now. So I did have to cheat a little bit and find oh. somebody to help me because I was totally lost totally lost i didn't do that that's probably why i was still lost <laughs> for 240 pages oh no i by that time i was like look i need somebody to explain <laughs> after my chapter what is happening and no I, I i couldn't do it because i was so scared i was gonna ruin it yeah and i was trying so hard to put the book but like i said when the first thing happened where i was like oh mm -hmm. then i my you know, my excitement towards like, okay, what's going to happen? My interest was peaked. And I was, so I was like, okay, I made it a little bit easier to read. But this is probably the hardest book I've ever read. Just because I did not have any connection to it whatsoever. Yeah. You know what? I, I am going to say the first book in Game of Thrones was hard for me. Even... Even though I watched the show, I watched the whole show <laughs> up to that point, and I was still confused in the book in the first book. Yep. And so I think Game of Thrones was harder than this for me. Okay. But this is definitely a challenge. I I'm gonna read it, the third book. I don't know when because I have to prepare myself mentally to get ready <laughs> because it is so much different. You thought the first book was tough. Oh, you mm -hmm. just wait. If you continue to read, it, it gets even more confusing. I thought I the first even, one was better than the second one. I need I need someone, I think, to just read it to me. So I might <laughs> need to find it an audio. Like, I'm not even joking because yeah, I have audio. such, oh, and such I read, a hard I, time. I've read the second book. I didn't listen to audio because I felt like with audio, you know, your mind can wander and I needed to focus. So I'm just like, I'm just like you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read uh -huh. 75 pages. I'm going to yep. pay attention. I'm going <laughs> to that's it. And that's what I did. I just had to read like 70 pages at a time because you, well, you have to, or else you lose it. Like you can't, you can't not keep reading. You can't just do like 20, 10, 20 pages. Like you have to sit and read a big chunk or else you lose half of what you've been trying to collect yeah. of the information. All right, well, I might, like I might need to finish this. Um, let's see. I did, I did have likes. I did. I promise. I wrote them down. Um, I did enjoy that this book is like, it's such a smart book. I, I, and I know I keep saying it like that, but there were so many themes in this book that I caught on to. I mean, there was the theme of the systematic oppression, like that is throughout the whole entire book. Yeah. And this book did focus a lot on, like, what our world is like today. It makes you think about, like, how 
like have you ever in, had any like internalized racism and prejudices that you hold without realizing it like that book it totally goes through all of that so I did enjoy that the themes of this book were so much more deeper rooted than just this fantasy story mm-hmm. um and I did like the idea that <sighs> Um, sometimes your family isn't the family that is given to you by blood. It's the family that, that you find and the importance of like finding your own people that will love you and accept you no matter what. Yeah. Cause there was so much diversity within this book. And I liked the fact that, you know, especially that, that last part, cause I'm such a family person that the idea of like your family is what, what you make it. You don't have to be bloodly related. It's however you guys have bound together in some sort of way through love and acceptance that that's how you choose to thrive together. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, like, the themes of this book were amazing. Once I finally yeah. figured them out, then <laughs> I was okay. Like, <laughs> yes. What about you? What did you like about it? I liked all the things that you said. Uh, I liked all the characters. I liked Isin and Demaya and um sign sin cyanide um they all had their own special i think i like cyanide the best though because totally her character arc was just like totally transformed in her chapters Mm -hmm. um she started off as this like i'm just in i need all my rings i don't care how i get it she's like very just like i'm all about myself i don't care about anybody else and then she has to be paired with this guy and he's a hot mess, and, and then they, a hot mess. <laughs> and then by the end, oh my god, I cried. It was a, it was horrible, but like yes. I really did like her story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this woman, Sinai, is just her life has just been hell. Literally, his life has been hell. And this, and then Demaya, when we first start off, she's like in a cage or like in a barn in the barn yeah and they've hidden her in this cage in a barn and she's in her own feces hasn't eaten anything like what is happening yeah and the way the author oh. writes it, i was actually picturing someone that had hooves or something yeah. i didn't even picture her as a human girl because they made it seem like she had some sort of deformity or yep. something she was just a girl and i was yep. just like Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. just that setup right there was just like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think Cyanite's character, her overall development in the story, I was like, that was probably the first attachment that I had was like, Ooh, I wanted to keep reading her story yeah. throughout yeah. the book because I was like, this is interesting. I like what's happening. You know, like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. <laughs> because she just surprised me every single time I was surprised every every time as to what her decision was and where she was in that moment. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Um, what else did I like? Uh, I did like the world. I Even though I said I disliked how the world was executed, kind of, I also liked how the world was executed. I liked that it was an info dump. I liked that she left intentional holes and didn't answer a lot of the questions of how the world got there. I constantly went back to the glossary to try and figure out, okay, mm-hmm. what's the season? And I still don't understand all the seasons and how it came to be. And uh, and I'm still confused about the whole Sansa empire because they kept saying, oh, they're, they're Sansa because they have a certain look about them. I'm yep. still kind of confused about that whole thing. I'm still kind of confused what an obelisk is. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know everything <laughs> and understand uh-huh. everything. Even after I read book two called The Obelisk Gate, I'm still like, wait, what? What is that again? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I liked that pretty much like everything. I, I was confused with the whole book, but it was a good confusion. Mm-hmm. It was a it was an it interested was, confusion. It's a worth it confusion. And I will say that because that was my my issue with the book because I was so confused. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I get yeah. it. <laughs> I don't get all of it, but then I was like, that's really well done storytelling. It was very well done storytelling. Because I was not expecting it. So my expectations were like they 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 were blown away by what happened. So So what yeah. did you think about one of your very first adult fantasy? Um, I think that well, because this is my 
I guess my second, because I, I read Game of Thrones. I read the first one. Yeah. Um, so, and that to me, that took me a really long time to get through that because it was like the teeny tiny word print. It's like 985 flipping pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was easier to follow than this book. Okay. And I, and I don't, and I think it was just because of the way that the narration was done in the book that was definitely a writer's choice. Like she chose to write that way and not every author writes that way. And so it made her very unique and her whole storytelling was completely different for me. So I have a lot of respect for her after I finished this book. Cause I was like, that takes, I mean, she was dedicated to that style and I didn't see her falter at all. Like it was an intentional, intentional holes that she had on purpose or else it would have given it away. Yes, I agree. So and I don't think what made, well, even though I said I thought Game of Thrones was harder to get through than this book, but I think Game of Thrones is a familiar world, whereas this is something I have never read at all. Nope, nope, and she doesn't nope. even tell you. She does yeah. not preface what a season is, like, very well. She doesn't tell you all of the seasons. It's just in the back of the glossary, so you have to look it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, there's the choking season, which is the vault where there's volcanic eruptions that happen that caused a bunch of ash. And if it didn't kill you from the ash, from you breathing it, then it was lack of sunlight for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She does not talk about that in the book. It's not no. discussed. It's just, uh, you need to know this information information and she gives it to you. There's a hint as to what different things have happened to this world. But you're still like, what does this world look like? And how can people manipulate these elements like this? Yeah. Because that's what a lot of their powers were. And then it's like the most important people to help them survive are the people that are dying off or that are being taken into this training school. You know, and it's like then they deem if they're trainable or not, meaning that they're submissive to order. Yeah. And then those that like lose control, like that one guardian that did, mm-hmm. and they just decide to just take their little stone out or whatever and like kill them. I'm like, what? Yeah. That what gets, is happening? They don't, you don't get into that until book two. They don't even talk That's, about that until book two. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I was, this is not a book that I could snuggle up with a cup of coffee and read you know, in the morning or whatever. It is a book that is like, you were going through child by fire. You're going to go through lots of feelings and emotions and you have to really carve out time. It's not something that I could just pick up and then just read 300 pages. No, this should, this should have been a buddy read. Like we should have read this it together. Like stopped after a certain chapters and like discuss. I think this our next adult book. fantasy novel, we might need to do like a, a read along. Yeah. I think we need to because because of how in depth a lot of these adult fantasy writers are. I'm just like, man, I wish I could have like just because I feel like we would have had a better handle on the surprises that happened and understanding our our world and the characters that are inside of them. Yeah. So. I definitely agree. The second book, the second book has a lot more science and I don't like science. So I'm just like, what? I, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it made me want to read it. I know. <laughs> that science. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say though, I did not give this book a five because okay. I had such a hard time reading it. I did give it like a four Yeah, I would give it a solid four because it's not a book that I would like to pick up and read again. Okay. I gave it a five. I liked because I liked everything about it. And like I said, I was confused throughout most of the book. It was a good confusion. I, I, it didn't, it didn't bother me that I was confused. I think it kind of made me feel a little bit of a, like a dumbass. Like, why am I Mm -hmm. not understanding what's happening? And maybe it's Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not understanding and that's okay. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, I, I'm, I gave it a five. I really, really, really liked it a lot. That's good though. But that's good because you have yet to like have a book that surprised you in a really long time. Oh, for sure. So yeah. 
I think, and I think, like I said, for me, the reason why I gave it a four is because the, when I rate something a five, I want to read that story again. Okay. Like yeah, I am yeah. emotionally, m- mentally, physically, like all of the things invested in the story. And I was not invested as much as I like to be when I rate a book a five. That makes sense. So, yeah. That's just, I mean, and that's just my personal opinion. It's mm-hmm. there, It's not badly written. That is a hundred. It, it is a excellently written book for sure so all right so there are people listening we are going to get into spoilers of the fifth season so if you have not read the book then you probably should stop listening now because we are about to spoil everything so you have to the count of five to log Uh off joining us if you if you log off if you're continuing to listen to us welcome to the spoiler edition and we are going to start it in five four Three, two, one. Okay, dun, so dun, at dun. what point did you realize, <laughs> did you know that they were all the same person before it was revealed? No, no. I did oh. not. <laughs> I did not. And so I had caught on that like Demaya and Cyanite were the same person because all of a sudden it's like, the girl, he was like, okay, are you going to choose a name for yourself if you do this deed or whatever? And, and then all of a sudden her story dies off and I'm like, oh, it's her. She's, she's signed it. Oh my God. It's like, it's like, what is happening? Yeah. So I realized that Sinai and Demaya were the same person, like a page before the reveal and not a page, maybe a couple more. Actually, it was, what was her name? Um, Benoit or something at the time, uh, Benoit. <laughs> Benoit. And, and what was her name? Whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't you know. know the names. I don't know the names. You do. Okay. So at one point, Benoit, we'll just call her that, is like, yeah. I, need thing, I need to see the thing. And then at the whole time, you know, Demaya was like pretty even attitude. And then she mm-hmm. kind of snapped on her. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Sinai has a quick temper. And yep. so I was like, I'm going to make a prediction. And then when she said, I want to change my name, I was in my office, like, mm-hmm. screaming. I was like, yeah! Oh, jeez! <laughs> but it did not, I did not think the author was going to make her isn. I was like, I know. I, I know. I missed it. That's why I was like trying to figure out the timelines, because I'm like, okay, Demaya yep. is at, is Edna Minix. And so this mm-hmm. happened before the cyanide character because she's in Yemenix. So yep. she's way before her. And then Isin, I couldn't figure out the Isin and Yemenix and all that stuff. So I know. And like, see, Isin was not my favorite character. I actually did not enjoy reading her point of view at all. I really liked Cyanide's personality. I liked that person that she became, but I understand like she has molded herself then into Isin. Like she's changed herself three different times. It's crazy. Yeah. And what, oh, and her and Alabaster and their whole relationship. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that going back to like Isin and Cyanite um, being the same, I it makes so much more sense at the beginning of the book when Isin is like distraught over her son dying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that her other son died as well. And I'm just like, oh, this makes not that a woman wouldn't, you know, have that much. Exactly. You know, well, yeah. Over her child dying, her baby dying, but like it just really intensified the understanding of her grief, mm-hmm. and it just it was so sad. I don't. I did not guess that Isen was cyanite. I didn't guess I at didn't. all. I, I didn't. I did not know. And I well, at the first because you learn about Isen's death of her four year old son because he is an orden. He does possess like the same magical powers that she does. And it's like you either have to hand them over to the society or your community kills you. Like it, it's yeah. either one or the other. And her husband killed their son. And I'm just like, I have a son at home. So I'm like, I was like trying to envision like what it would be like to come into that. So I'm like feeling all of her pain. And then you learn that she's not only lost one son, but two sons, two of them to the same 
foul play in this world, like them taking out her children because they are a blessing and a curse at the same exact time. Yeah. Because she's literally been like rejected from all of her communities that she's been a part of like a black sheep. All of them are. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, her son with um, Alabaster would have been one of those things chained up and raped and abused because it was his son. And she just, she killed him because she wasn't going to let that happen. And that was so sad. Oh my God. I cried. I cried. (gasps) And I was like, Oh my gosh, she she had to kill her old. She, and she like smothers her own son because she doesn't want him to end up like one of Alabaster's other sons that they found. And he doesn't even like reference it. Like, this is my son. Like when they find the child that's been chained up and mutinized and abused and everything. Yeah, and it's just like it's just known, and you're like, oh my god. He kind of does. He kind because he, he says he, he kind of yeah. Mhm. And you kind of put two together, but yeah. It's just it was so hard to read because an alabaster is a scrawny tall man. Like he is not attractive, but somehow. And you know what? I kept got- picturing someone in their sixties, but he was only in his forties, early forties. Yeah. And yeah. I was, it was really hard to like picture him yeah. and and then the yeah. whole relationship. What did you think about their little relationship with Anon? Like oh. I, that was unexpected. Once again, why a fantasy brain? Why a fantasy brain that doesn't happen? No. Anyway? And I was all no. for it. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I was like, mm. <laughs> so I am not a fan of that type of romantic triangle. Yeah. So, but it was so interesting because their dynamic worked for them. They mm-hmm. were all happy. Like there was this sense of like, we finally have found like our community and our family and we're happy with what's going on. It's not our ideal situation, but we're free. Because at this point, Alabaster and Sinai have been like, deemed killed and they don't know where they are you know this 10 ringer which is like the highest level you could possibly go and her fourth ring power or whatever they've been banished to this like stowaway island almost this pirate island where they find their like baby daddy you know (laughs) and it's like you know alabaster sees her looking at this guy and he gets jealous and he gets jealous because he wants the guy. And she's like, well, do you want me to call him over for you? Like, <laughs> It's whole, different. I've never. It was so it, different. It was conflict free. It was yes. no like jealousy bullshit or, mm-hmm. you know, once again, why a brain, why a fancy yeah. brain. It was just like, okay, I'll do that. Mature, uh-huh. handled very well. Yeah. And it just seemed like it's natural. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. She's just watching cool. them banging yep. in her. And it's just like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, my turn. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, literally. It's like, oh, you done with him? All right, come on over here. Just roll over. And they both like, I don't know, this whole, like I said, it's not a dynamic that I personally am like all for. But the way that it was in the book, I was like, okay, you happy? All right. And it's not like, she did it tastefully well. I will say that. It's not like a super gross moment romancy novel. Like it's yeah. not. Like it like like the love story is not the story. That's no. not that doesn't you know carry the story over here. So it's yeah, that all oh, with her losing her both sons, I just I could my heart was so sad. And, I and think then I thought I thought Hoa, what how do you say it? Hoa? I thought that was her son coming back. I didn't know what I I, thought it was. Because he (laughs) is a stone. No, he's a glass eater. No, a rock eater. A rock eater. A rock eater. And so because of how she takes out the guardians when Alabaster like goes, like he gets sucked into stone and he also becomes stone, like parts of him. Do you, did did they talk about that at all in the second book? Yeah. Okay. Because, so maybe we won't get in it so it doesn't uh, spoil it for anyone else who wants to read the second book. But I thought that that's how her son came back. Like, I thought she had, like, given him over to the stone lord or the stone eater who had saved 
her an alabaster before because he's like, oh, she just keeps showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm talking about. So I thought that that's who it was. Like I well, the way she writes son. the book, you think that everybody is somebody else because she, they're all the same freaking person. So you can't mm-hmm. help but think, oh, who's this person? Because I did in the second book. There's another character. And I'm like, oh, who's really yes. this person? And I was wrong. But I mean, I'm just like predestined to think that way now. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. I was going to say is that I think it's a testament to Jemison's writing that she had three different well three people were the same person but they all had different voices that you were not able to decipher that they were actually the same person that is hard no. to do that's hard it, to do yeah she wrote it so well like that's why it's like you cannot be unhappy with how she wrote this story because it is i mean the continuity is is spotless it yes. is spotless like you're just like oh and like I didn't get hints because Don always does where, where she where, where you'll say like oh I'm gonna guess this and if it's right then I'm not gonna rate it something good and I as I was reading it I was like there's no way she caught this no way because oh, no. I didn't even get like <laughs> I caught it like like I said when when D- Demaya snapped on Benoit or Benoit yep. whatever it is ben then Noel. I was like wait a minute okay but yep. I, I still wasn't in the the whole mindset of everybody's not who they seem because I did not guess that it's in and cyanide were the same person. I because she did else. such a good job of like where she drops you in at each of their stories and is at different times in this woman's life. Yeah. Where she has re I mean Demaya is her as a young child. Then cyanide's when she finally you know transferred into her training at the fulcrum, right? Is that how you yeah. say it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gets to choose a name for herself then. And then it's like this whole story of how she's like turned into, you know, this four ringed, what would you like guardian? Cause that, that's what she's trying to obtain. Right. Is this guardian title? Um, no guardians are not origins. Oh, and you're, and you're right. Anyway, she's a four ring origin, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then it transfers into Eason's life after all of this. Yes. And it's just like, what is happening? And it's like, you can tell that Eason is this defeated woman. She's a, she's wanting to live like very quiet lifestyle. And you're like, but why? Like you have this, power. why would you want to do that? And then it's like, she's transformed into this person who she was before because her son dies. And now she's like, well, you're not taking my girl either. Mm-hmm. It, oh man. Um, okay, let's talk about the whole um, moon thing because that is the moon gone, and I think that's the reason why all of this activity is happening because yeah. there's no freaking moon. And I was just like, well, that's genius. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that makes so yep. much more sense. But you don't get that until the very end of the book. No, so. you don't. I mean, because like the moon helps keep everything in balance here on Earth, and when it's not when there's no balance, any sort of, uh, you know, everything just goes to puts. It's, yeah. like, it's why they keep saying, like, if something were to happen to our moon, you know, things would shift here on the world. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And, and I like, do think oh. that, Sorry, go ahead. I do think that she's kind of has, this is like her little way of saying, um, this is global warming in this world mm-hmm. because our weather has become crazy. And mm-hmm. this is what global warming looks like on this world. And you guys better stop it. <laughs> you still have your moon, but yeah. Yeah. I know. I it's, could be reading into that, but. No, I think it was just genius because like Alabaster is this, he has all these moments where he like, he almost looks like, he, or it's almost like he's painted as having a seizure, like a magical seizure. And he's, like, doing all of these things that he's not supposed to be doing. Like, so it's like, what do you do? Like, that that's not legal how, well, how that you're becomes, going about this. That becomes clear in the second book. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. anyway, I don't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm But, well done. Well, well done. done. All right. So, yeah, I was very impressed with the book. 
Um, is there anything else you want to say? About that one? No. Mm -mm. What are the chances of you reading the second book? I think I'm, I, I think I want to just so I get some, some questions answered because I'm like, I keep bringing it up and you're like, oh, it gets answered. Okay, <laughs> then. I guess. Definitely yeah. not a late night coffee read. No. You know, mm -mm. <laughs> no, it's heavy. heavy book. It is a heavy book. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we had some people listening in on us. Thank Hello. you for joining the novel universe. I'm Dawn. I'm Ashley. And we are, I'm a YA librarian. Ashley's an avid reader. We are in book clubs together outside of work and everything. And so mm -hmm. we generally, we usually read YA, but we wanted to get into some adult fantasy this time around, which I think we both can say it was a journey, a good it journey. It was a journey, yeah. <laughs> I will continue the series. I will read the last book after I have gone through my other TBR list of books to oh. get through. Oh, yeah, you're 900 books that you've read already this month because you have not had nothing to do. <laughs> but I don't want to take too long because if I will forget everything and I don't want to forget stuff. It's so much that happens yeah. in the second book. I don't want to forget. So it will, I, will, I will get to it this month. But all right. Sure. Thank you for joining us. We will be back live in a second because we are going to do Foul is Fair by Hannah Capen. Capen? Capen. Capen. Captain. Captain. Captain, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. okay. Don't you jack her name up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye.